Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. It's all personal. You know, everyone's got different situations they're dealing with, so we all have really unique challenges to our life, and, uh, you know, we're, I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of shit going on, so, you know, you just got to try to figure out life the best you can, and, um, you know, it's a uh, continuous process, so. The fact that you said these are personal issues, um, do you feel like you were able to handle take care, address the things that you needed to address? Are you are you in a good place now? I'm ready to go. I've been covering Tom Brady, discussing Tom Brady, listening to Tom Brady for 20 years now. Let me say that again. Mm. Michael, I've been covering Tom Brady, <sighs> discussing Tom Brady, listening to Tom Brady for more than 20 years, and I can say with conviction, that's the realest shit he ever said. It definitely at a podium, really? if not in any setting. I'm 45 years old. I got a lot of shit going on. Listen, man, there's a lot of things at this point I can relate to Tom Brady about. I'm 43 yeah. years old. I got a lot of shit going on, man. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So, you know, that's just that's <laughs> real talk. That's, that, it doesn't get any realer than that. If you doubted whether Tom Brady was human, there is your evidence because anybody okay. in our age group but can relate on. to that. Come on. Okay, that's true. That's true. Now he usually plays it safe at, at uh, in the press conference settings. He even said that. Remember he said that on the shop. He was like 90% of the stuff I say is not even real. You know, I'm just that that, you know, I'm just saying yeah, that was real. But don't tell me that you think because he's 45 and some of his teammates are 25, 28, 29 that that kind of puts him in a different category. I think Missing it does. 11 days. Oh, I think it man. does. See, that's a, I, here, here, I think it does. Listen, okay, fine. I will drink the Kool-Aid. I will fall for the banana in the tailpipe, whatever you want to call it. Yes, Tom Brady gets a pass because he's 45 years old. See, I think he spoiled us to a point where we have not stopped to appreciate that this dude is 45 years old. It's like he got yeah, different yeah. sets okay. of problems. Bruh, I'm 43. And my back hurt getting out of bed. Now that says a lot about me more than it does about 43, but nonetheless, things are different at 43. You ain't tell me about this. You did not tell me because you've been old for like 10 years to. more than I've been old. You didn't tell me that your nah, body different. I try to tell you. You know, I feel like I feel like Ace, it paid full. My body different. I'm walking different. I'm talking different. Like it's just it's I, I ain't the same no more. You know what I mean? And it's just like with Tom Brady at 45 years old to be playing like this, I don't think we should be con as, as concerned about the fact that, okay, you know, is his arm as strong as it ever was? His interior offensive line is decimated. Will Brady get back to the playoffs or the Super Bowl? How good would he be? Blah, blah, blah. He's 45. Let's just appreciate the fact that a dude that's 45 years old is still one of the best at his profession. That is incredible. And whatever he has to do, take 11 days off, take 50 11 days off, whatever it is, in order to be 45 years old and still be great, I'm here for it. So are the Bucks. So should everybody. It's like, do what you got to do, playboy. Like, 
I'm 43. I got a lot of shit going on. Michael, I ain't done a show since last Monday. You know why? I'm 43, and I got a lot of oh, shit yeah, going that's on. What, see, that's, <laughs> see, that's the problem. See, that's the problem. That's exactly the problem. That's my problem with it. It's that, that whole logic. Well, you know, hey, now usually Tom Brady don't want to talk about his I would put that on a t-shirt if I could, okay? Yeah. <laughs> that is he my usually, new, I've been saying that every day since th- this weekend. <laughs> it's so funny. He usually don't want to bring it up. Oh, it's no big deal. It's just a number. I'm doing what's best. But now, well, you know, it's almost like this is like the shot. This is like the warning shot. You know, get this is like the you know back off me. You're getting a little too close. So you bring up age, and everybody's like, "Oh, I got a lot going on. Oh, it must be personal. <laughs> I I ain't gonna push. I ain't gonna push. You know, time's usually not like this, so I'm not doing it. Like I'm not buying it. Hey, yeah, you do have a lot going on, but you are the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You did sign up for it. It is training camp. It is preseason, and so you need an more. eleven day absence. Eleven day absence. You need more. That's, that's, that's not enough for you. Before, you, need, you need you need a little more explanation than that. That's not enough for you. Just okay. Hey, mind your business. That's not enough for Michael yeah, Holly. Yeah, yeah. pretty much, yeah. pretty much. But I'm gonna yeah. tell you, I'm gonna, I got something for you. I'm gonna tell you this. This is for free All for right. you and Tom Brady. Okay, he's 45. You're 43. I'm just gonna tell you this. Once you get to 50, it's like you're a snake. Anything that you eat stays it's like on you like it's go oh, it's gonna be oh. so hard if you once if I get the you 50, work out now oh no that day no, no, no. is it's getting worse here. no no oh. it's getting worse it get worse like if you eat a hamburger the hamburger right there it is right it is, it is with you for like three days and you can walk around and you actually see the hamburger the profile on you it is so hard once you cross 50 ooh, you better take your workout game up to the next level because it's gonna be hard wow. to share oh, a single God. calorie Oh, Watch I, out. You know what? But I, I, I look forward to it, but I don't. But Michael, even though his whatever he's got going on is certainly a lot different from what the average 45 year old has going on. It still just yeah. goes to show to your point about metabolism and whatnot. It still just goes to show there are certain things that are just universal that when you get to a certain age, we all got to deal with it, right? Like Brady Brady at that moment, like just we were all time. Like, I'm sorry. Like, maybe some of the younger reporters in the room were like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." It, any reporter in that room that is 40 and over should have been doing this when he said that. Yeah, I mean, got yeah. guys got a point there. I mean, you know, stuff just changes when we get to be this age. Okay, but but Mike, let, let's 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 face it. This is this is all an experiment, right? This is an experiment for exactly. Tom Brady, unprecedented at 45 for everybody. But at some point. At some point, like he's like that, he's like that mad scientist where everything he has done has worked. So it's hey, when he was in, uh, going back to New England, you know, I ain't gonna show up for OTAs. I know I used to be right. the guy when Michael Smith was covering the team. I used to be the guy who was first to the stadium, and I got preferred parking and preferred parking mm-hmm. spot. Mm-hmm. I was like the poster boy. I was Mister Patriot mm-hmm. when I first started. Mm-hmm. But now I'm not going to OTAs. Let's see what happens. Okay, what happened? It went to the Super Bowl anyway. He was in the MVP conversation. No OTAs. Okay, I can do that. Uh, at times in New England, he didn't. Certain days of the week, he didn't throw. He had his own personal trainer and Alex Guerrero. They were beefing, you know, the whole Belichick Brady thing. They had beef over Alex Guerrero. But now at 45, this is the next experiment. Can you can you miss a week and a half? Of training yes. 
yeah. and still come back. Yo, like what? We don't know. You say yes. It's an experiment. Nobody's ever done it. Well, okay. Nobody's ever done it in 30. Okay, you're right. Nobody's done it in 30. Now you're okay, asking him to but, do it at 45. Well, wait a second. People get hurt in training camp and, and miss training camp, and they may be rehabbing while they miss it. They may miss training camp for personal reasons. People get come off suspensions. And they're suspensions. usually affected. And they're usually and, and, and not necessarily, not always, but okay, but wait, you're right about the fact that it's never been done. So there is no blueprint for this. There is no precedent for this. What I'm saying is for this dude to play at 45, if it takes an 11 day absence just to get your mind right, just to keep peace at home, just to take care of your kids, whatever it takes in order for you to perform at 45, let him do it. That is what that comes with the territory of signing up See, with that's Tom Brady. You, You're right. He signed up for dangerous it. The Bucks. And if that what well, else will he ask make, for? You make exceptions what? for exceptional people, my friend. Okay. Yeah. I feel what like I learned that from you. you do it? I feel like you wrote a yeah, I feel right. like you wrote a column once upon a time about Pedro Martinez. I, Pedro. Was yeah, it Pedro I did. Martinez? I said that. Come Pedro. on now. Yeah, My memory ain't gone yeah. yet. Come on now. <laughs> you make exceptions for exceptional people. I was young. I learned that from you. I was young. <laughs> oh, you I was young. young. I, 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 okay. I was young. Yeah. I was young. I wasn't thinking about team dynamics. I'm like, okay, now, and, uh, real talk. How far will you go though for, for Tom Brady? Tom Brady says, look, you know, I need to play about 14, like this 17 game schedule is, 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 is killing me right now. Now, I need to play about 14, 15 games to be ready for the postseason. No, 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 that's too much. That. He's like, about, I mean, well, I mean, I, no, no, I'm saying he's not going to say that. He wouldn't do that. He's not in the low practice team. He's not an NBA player. Wait, where, whatever, whatever where's the boundary? Whatever you need. Tell Steve me where Mc, the boundary Steve McNair, is. Steve McNair won a coin VP without ever practicing rest in peace, okay? And for the number right. one player, as voted by his peers in the NFL, absolutely. Do what you want to do, Tom. Oh, you know I was going to bring that up. Mr. I, what's so funny about me and you and Tom Brady is you will stand on and pound the table simultaneously that Tom Brady is the greatest player to greatest. ever play professional football. Ever. And I'm like, oh, ever. how do you compare no him question. with Jerry Rice or Jim no Brown or Lawrence Taylor? But when it comes to quarterback, contemporary quarterbacks, you, my friend, are like, eh. He might be top 10. Like, he's the number That's one it. quarterback in the NFL I had him today. Like and his peers are taking it a step further, saying he's the That's number crazy. one player, period. Don't you Is think it? that's crazy? Don't, no, I mean, it, it, no, no, it's not crazy. I, no, I got him as the best quarterback. Check my, check my no. rankings from 60 days ago, whenever it was we last did a show together. <laughs> so, I've heard you talk about your doppelganger. Uh, Aaron Donald, I've heard you say yeah. that this guy is the best player in the league. Yeah, he's the best player in the league. Yeah. So, don't you? Okay, just uh, you it's know, two one. I mean, I before we before we go deeper into the list, don't you think that Aaron, like you, don't you think that Aaron Donald should be number one and not Tom Brady? I mean, I would probably put Aaron Donald as number one. Yes, especially after seeing you know what happened in practice the other day. I want no parts of that smoke. Um, I would put Aaron Donald number one, but there's an argument for Tom Brady. That's you know, you know, one, I, I two. Kinda, I mean, you split when you get up to one, I two, and hate this number. Can I number tell you, three I is the back-to-back -back MVP. Number three is the back-to-back -back MVP. Like you can go any direction. You hate it? Why do you hate it? I hate this list. I mean, I, they got Jonathan Taylor at number five. <laughs> what, like what are you? 
Bert, what? You got you got a you got a rock him t-shirt on. Some people got him yeah. at one, some people got him at five. I mean, when you get in that yeah, territory, yeah. you're talking about no, 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 like, but splitting no. hairs here. I don't know if I put a run. I mean, I wouldn't put in today's game. I wouldn't put a running back in the top ten. Uh, you know, ten best players in the league. I just wouldn't, unless it is, um, you know, Emmitt Smith plus Jim Brown plus uh, you know Barry Sanders in their primes. Like I, I don't know, but I, I would say this: Where's Where's Josh Allen on the list? Stand up, Buffalo. What's up? I mean, but and, and I'm, I'm serious. Where's Where's Josh Allen? I think Josh Allen might be the best quarterback in the league and he didn't even make the top 10 on the uh, on the NFL Network's list among players. You've been speaking of drinking Kool-Aid. You've been drinking that Chris Sims Kool-Aid. Y'all just y'all y'all refuse. I don't understand where, where it became Tom Brady does more with less to Tom Brady's got everything. He's got this great offensive line as if most people outside of New England have heard of the offensive lineman that blocked for him in New England. Okay, like oh, right. he, got this, he always had a great right. offensive line. He always had a great defense. He always had this. He always had that. Like really? Like since when? I mean, I mean, come on. Like the Brady, the the, the stuff with Brady has like done this 180. That is ridiculous. I love the Brady. older he gets, the more people decide they want to like discredit what he's done. I'm sorry. I, I love Brady. Listen, chest. no, no, no. I love Brady. Um, uh, my my kids go to the school they go to because of Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Hey, hey, listen. I got I got some things because of Tom Brady. Thank you. But I I'm not hating on him. I would say he's probably not one, but probably number five or six in the league. I would put the young quarterbacks above him. I would put Mahomes and Josh Allen right now yeah. above Tom Brady. And and Aaron Rodgers, maybe. So I'm not saying he should be number 17 or number 15, but number one, that is a big statement. Josh Allen at number 13. I don't think that's a hot take. I don't think that's a hot take. What? I mean, at I don't 13. think it's a hot take. He's the most feared quarterback okay. with the ball in his hand. I mean, I know how I know how Lamar Jackson runs. I know what Josh Allen can do. I know what Patrick Mahomes can do. None of the people in the league on defense want to see 12, that 12, with the ball in his hand, with the game on the line. But listen, I w- you want to stick? I want to stick with goat talk with you, just in the time we have left in this okay. game. I want to pivot to goat talk. All right, what you got going cool. on tonight, Playboy? What, what you got going on in the Holly household tonight around seven o'clock Eastern? Hey, I'm I'm available. I'm uh, nothing. I, I'm around. The the right answer is you will be watching Serena Williams's perhaps her final professional match in the first round at the U.S. Open tonight, where she won her first. Major, but Collins uh, got me out of calling major grand slams at Wimbledon back in 2002. The grand slam is when you win all four, or the Serena slam is the case maybe where you hold all four simultaneously. So I call them majors. Um, but anyway, last go round for Serena Williams. Serena's swan song begins tonight. I think it's going to be a long swan song, Michael. I think that this is going to be a long goodbye, the long kiss goodnight, yeah. if you will. I think she's going to use. Both the motivation of, as she wrote in Vogue in her essay about uh, evolving away from tennis, I think she uses the pain that this transition, that this evolution, is causing her. Because she said, "I don't want to do it. I gotta. I have to make a choice between growing my family. Olympia wants a little sister. Growing my family or continuing to, to add to my indisputable resume as the goat. Like we can argue about Brady." 
there ain't no argument when it comes to the greatest of all time here. Um, no argument. She's like, I got to choose my family. But I think she's going to try to like prolong this as long as possible and try to prove her daughters wrong one last time in her house, Flushing Meadows. I, I, I see I see her taking this to the semis. I think that pain propels her. Damn that her pain. That pain propels her to the final. You know what? Why, why, why am I holding back? Marcus Ooh, go Court, ahead. You're going 24. This is 24 right here. This, this is, is number it. 24. Her last one. She gonna walk away on top with number 24. Margaret, her and Margaret Court. Yes. Hashtag Margaret. This is the, this the, chase, is the beginning. The chase for Margaret. So, look, Mike, I, I think we've been spoiled. I've been spoiled by all the greats. I'd say in my lifetime and yours, so many great players have said this is it. And then they got an encore. So, you know, Matt, whether it was Magic Johnson or Michael Jordan or Tom Brady, you just get so used to people saying, I'm done. And then they come back. So I'm not there. I'm not there yet. I'm not um, I'm not emotional. I'm not thinking, oh, this is going to be the last time I see Serena Williams. Now, maybe I need to learn the hard way. And like you, uh, unlike you, I won't be there at seven o'clock saying, okay, this is it. Okay, here we go. Gather the family around. This is remember this. Remember this moment. Because I don't I don't think so. I just don't believe you'll, it. You'll believe it when you see it. Yeah. Listen, and, you can't put nothing past this woman. This maybe one, this I'm is missing the woman we're talking about. I know. Maybe I missed the whole moment and this is this is her last time. This could be her last tournament, and then she goes off. But I just can't imagine Serena being like that. Now I know the game for a lot of people. They look at her game and say, "Well, it's falling off a little bit." I'm, you know, let's bring it back to the top. Like Tom Brady, she's of a certain age, of a certain responsibility. She got a lot going on. But I think as she learns to, you know, master all of these things, these different things that are happening in her life, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if, if her game had an uptick or two. And mm. she wanted to come back. So I don't think she's done. I, I think she's done. I think Serena Ventures uh, is, is, is important to her. Uh, there's competitiveness involved there. There's a drive. There's a commitment. There's a fire there. Um, and I think her family is just that important to her. And, and you and I both know, man, like, you know, once your kids get older, and this goes back to the Brady thing too, man. It's just like we don't know what – I, I, last Monday when we talked about his absence, I talked about Giselle's honeydew list that was probably waiting for him. We don't know what right. the kids are, are, are asking for. We don't know what's going on with the kids. Hopefully everything's okay, but it's just like the demands of parenthood, particularly motherhood, just get different the older you get. And these people have defied time so long but what you can't get back is you and I both know is time with your kids and for your kids. That you can't. That clock keeps ticking, right? My my wife gets mad at me for all the stuff I buy Maya, my ten year old, and I realize I'm spoiling her because I'm trying to buy time, because she's my last one. You know what I mean? And I'm trying to keep her at that age as much as long as I can. Innocence. So, yeah, yeah, that innocence. So I, I I think I think it's it means something to Serena to be there for Olympia and to give her the little sibling that she wants. Speaking of give though, and I got something here, man. You know what I'm most excited about? I'm most excited about the fact that we give Serena 
her flowers while she can still smell them professionally. You know what I mean? Like right. it, it like I'm glad that see you talking about missing the moment. It's not that I want to see Serena play for the last time because she's not the same Serena as she's been uh, at her peak. Right. What I want to see is Serena be saluted. I want to see the energy at the US Open. I want to see what the commentators have to say. I want to see how the crowd appreciates the greatness that she's given us for so long. And what I love is, I guess, dare I say it, society's somewhat evolution. There's that word again, evolution. She's Ooh. still she's still a black woman. She has never ceased being a black woman. So right, she still right. has to put up with the BS that black women have to put up with, right? But All the time, yes. There's been in recent years, wouldn't you say, more love and respect and appreciation for Serena than there was earlier in her career, for that matter, Venus's career, where she more often yeah, than man. not gets the flowers that she deserves now as opposed to after her career or when she's old, as so many great athletes and, 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 and performers and entertainers get after the fact. She's getting her flowers right now, and that's what I'm looking forward to is seeing her get her flowers tonight at the U.S. Open. That, that, that's yeah, not so much yeah. her playing one last time. We've I seen hope her so. play enough. It's just seeing how I hope people treat right. her. That's what I'm looking forward to. I hope, I hope the, I hope the salutes, keeping plural. I hope the salutes. I like that. I was gonna say, I thought you were bringing them out for me. I was like, oh man, thank you, I appreciate <laughs> it. But I hope the salutes are respectful, and and they kind of take into account. They have the right perspective because part of it, and this is a different conversation for a different day. And, and it's not just. I, I say Serena is at the top because of her greatness, but a lot of great female athletes, especially in a sport like tennis, they, when their competitiveness is seen as a negative. So wait a minute, yeah. they're competing. They're competing. Like, yeah. So you, you want them to, you want them to uh, have success, but on your terms. You want them to have success in a certain framework, and if they go outside of that framework, if they say something yeah. that you don't appreciate, or if they have, uh, they have a certain, if they emote uh, in a certain way, There'll be pushback, and I think that's what Serena has had to deal with it. But I, I know a lot of uh, female athletes have had to deal with it. A lot of black women, period, beyond Correct. athletics, right. have had to deal she, with that. She's won 23 majors. She said in her own words that she should have had 30, and she's defeated countless double standards, endless double standards over the course of her career. And uh, bars, bars, we got bars. Hey. I'm, I'm 43 years old, man. I got a lot of shit going on. What can I, I'm, I'm telling you, that's my favorite. Oh my god, it's my favorite line in a long time. Hey, it'll be on a that line will be on a Tom. That'll be on a Tom Brady T-shirt. It'll cost you a hundred dollars. Does your back hurt when you get out of bed, or is that just me? Am I that out of shape? Is that just me? That's just you. the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed. Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I know it's a question of... When did we hear this, or what was the timeline? Um, late July, from her representative 
uh, spoke to Catherine and, you know, laid out some of the things that um, they were, you know, accusing Matt and others of. And at that time, you know, our process, you know, we we tried to be thorough and thoughtful and um, not rush to judgment. And it's I would say it's it's not easy. You're trying to put facts around a legal situation, you know, sometimes with limited information. We did not know about this and the league did not know about this. And, you know, I know people are out there trying to find out there's no one we've reached out to. I can tell you double digit teams at this point and no one had anything on this. This was these names were sealed, whatever, wherever the investigation was at that point, John. Um, yes, if we had this um, and we get things like this from guys, you, you know how important the character and the culture is to Sean and me and anything that would have been lingering that would have been off our board. I'm going to limit this question to the Bills because there's certainly a lot of parties that have failed or are failing uh, Jane Doe, um, who alleges to have uh, been gang raped by Matt Ariza and two of his then San Diego State University teammates back in October 21, an accusation that Ariza um, denies. Um, but I, I'll ask the question this way. How badly did the Bills botch this situation. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, is, is that a rhetorical question? <laughs> because is, is that rhetorical? A lot of things, a lot of, they did a lot of things wrong here. And I just want to go back to any kind of question, any kind of question about Matt Ariza. Now, maybe you didn't know all the, de- all the details. And I don't want to play semantic games and, and get too granular because we'll miss the, the point. There was something going on with Matt Ariza. I think teams had some questions about him. Maybe they didn't know the extent. Mm-hmm. They didn't know all the things that Jane Doe brought up. Jane Doe writing in a journal, kind of documenting and asking the question, how do I feel? I don't know. And she broke down everything that she remembers. And included Matt Ariza and, and a couple of his teammates and how she uh, came in and out of consciousness and, and went to the San Diego Police Department and had to wait for a long time just to share her story. So there, there's a lot going on there. But before we even get into get to, to that level, Mike, you knew there was something going on with Ariza because he was drafted in the sixth round. I mean, like... That's just the way it is. There's no way he should have. I think he was the third punter drafted. He was the third punter taken. And listen, I, I, I some they have called Come me on. crazy, but you know, I was, I was advocating for the, the punt guy to be taken in the third round. I remember. Know? So uh, yeah, yeah. And so, so I, I think, I think teams, and and I, and I much respect to Brandon Bean and, and the operation in Buffalo. Maybe he answered the question the way it was asked to him. But I think the bigger thing is, did you have anything? Was this a flawless, was this a spotless character uh, that, that you were evaluating? And, and Matt Ariza, did, you, did anything come up? Yeah. And I think if you, ask, if you ask the question that way, yeah, something came up. We just weren't sure what it was. But I know, uh, well, I, I shouldn't say I know. I'm guessing 
that their scouts, along with other scouts, were a little frightened by something that came up mm-hmm. in their investigation of Horizon. That's why he lasted in the sixth round. The, the NFL, okay. I said, I said it this way. Uh, the NFL has a talent addiction problem, and it really is. Mm-hmm. If if you've got a little bit of a, a little bit of ability, they'll take you. They'll find a way to take you. They'll find a way to use you. And that even goes to punters. Mike, a punter? They had a good punter. And they they brought him in. In favor of Ariza after learning of a potential situation. So a couple of phrases that I've invoked quite a bit over the years in, in, in different conversations. One is not to know is bad, not to wish to know is worse. And the other one is, this is W.E.B. Du Bois, a system cannot fail those it was never designed to protect, right? Right. So when I say that a lot of parties, a lot of institutions have failed Jane Doe, I got to catch myself because it's like, no, no. San Diego State was trying to protect its superstar, one of its star players, and its growing program. It just opened up a new stadium. It's growing program, okay? Um, Buffalo Bills were trying to protect not only their interest, but also the interest of their recent draft pick. Because, okay, forget the draft process, which they need to be asking themselves some hard questions about what kind of questions they're asking of their prospects or their sources. And we're talking about a right. league that infamously asks some of the most intrusive and offensive at times questions in its pre-draft process, such as was your mother right. a prostitute? I thought this right. league was supposed Actual to know question. everything about everybody and everybody connected to their potential draft prospects. I yep. thought nothing, no stone went unturned and nothing went uncovered. But okay, you didn't find out until late July. What bothers me about what Brandon Bean and, and Sean McDermott had to say at this press conference the other night is, well, it was just an accusation. Well, it's still an accusation. It's just in a lawsuit form now. So if you felt good enough to not only keep him once you learned that there was an issue on your hands, but you felt yeah. good enough to cut your incumbent punter, Matt Hawk, and now that it's in a form of a lawsuit, now it's, you know, it's too hot, so you got to get out the kitchen by releasing him. Well, what changed? What, what, what changed exactly? Because you stood by him when there was, a, when there was an accusation on your hands, when, the, when the attorney that? calls your assistant general counsel. No, I'm, I'm actually going to, that was rhetorical too. I'll answer it and you okay. can answer it too. But what I was going to say is, yeah. what changed is similar to the Ray Rice tape. The league saw the Ray Rice tape and I think suspended him for two games at the time. We saw the Ray Rice tape and he was suspended indefinitely. The Bills knew about this accusation and they decided to keep him. We found out about this accusation and then it was time to release him. We read the the, the horrific, the grotesque, disturbing details of Jane Doe's alleged assault. And that's and that's the and I'll just say this, Mike, before I pass to you. That's got to say at the center of this conversation is a young woman claims to have been brutally gang raped. That's the story. Same as I talked about with Deshaun Watson. I, I, I was like, we centered the quarterback too much. 
Matt Ariza is not the story, but for purposes of the response, my biggest issue is why the NFL constantly, the NFL and its teams constantly fumble when it comes to matters of domestic violence or sexual assault. There needs to be some kind of crisis team, some kind of hotline, some kind of group that says, we'll take it from here. Because time after time, Michael, you and I both know this. What do teams hate more than anything when it comes to players? They hate repeat offenders. They hate rep guys. Yeah. They hate error repeaters. Right. Right. Why are NFL teams such error repeaters when you can look two hours away at everything that the Browns are dealing with and how they could have handled things differently? Okay, from a PR standpoint. And now here you are in Buffalo finding out about something in July and letting it end at one conversation and then your so-called thorough investigation consisted of talking to the accused. Come on, man. Like how many times you got to do this the wrong way to get it right. So you can release in two well, days later and think that you, you know, you've washed your hands with it because it's in Matt's best interest to go and deal with this situation. But no, it's not that simple. When are they going to learn how not to handle situations like this and finding out about it in July and leaving it with our assistant general counsel had a conversation one conversation and never followed up and then once it becomes a lawsuit now we got to release it now we're trying to do the right thing you had an opportunity to do the right thing a long time ago and sometimes it is That's too right. late to do the right thing yeah i think i think in their case you know it could have been uh, exactly what you said they knew the information we didn't know we find out then they release them there could be also another wave to this another layer to this and that is Matt Ariza may have changed the story to them. No doubt under about pressure. It. May have no changed doubt the story. about oh, it. Oh, well, I believe why that. didn't you tell us this? Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 you left that. Oh, <laughs> you didn't tell us that before you left out a but that's big not, part of the story. But that's not his fault yeah. for lying. He wouldn't he would not be that's the right. Not an excuse. The rapist of lying like that's why you that's don't right. just let your thorough investigation that's in with talking right. to the player. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I got to tell you, I I, I understand how our system, you know, talk about systems. I understand how our legal system works and lawyers all over the country will say, hey, I'll defend somebody even if I don't agree with what they're doing. I'd, I'm more as, as, a, uh, as a lawyer, uh, I'm more interested in their right to a defense and I want to make sure they get it right. I got it. I got it. But for Ariza's lawyer to go in on a at the time 17 year old high school student and to, and to bring up all these it's just like the laziest um, oldest trope going oh, when it comes to women this is a shake and, this is a shakedown yeah yeah it's a shakedown hey she told him she told him she was going to Grossmont College not Grossmont High School so okay so if if she had told them that she told them that she was a college student, not a high school student. Oh, then it's okay. Like what, what, what are you saying here? So throwing all this stuff out there, it's really disgusting to hear the other side talk about this young woman, Jane Doe and attempt to justify rationalize uh, when the court of public opinion, I'm not sure what the agenda is, but it, it's really disturbing. Last thing I'll say on it. Sure. You've already said, all right, if the system is not designed to protect something, like why are we why are we surprised that this is happening? Well, you asked the question about the NFL. Why can't the NFL get it right? Well, 
NFL, if you look from the top to the bottom, start with the commissioner's office, you start with ownership, you start with general managers, you start with head coaches and coaching staffs and scouting departments, and you look at the whole operation, most of them either uh, uh, the quote Doughboy, either they don't know, they don't show, or they don't give up <laughs> about what's going on with women. They get it wrong with women because they are they're either ignorant or they don't care. Right. Which right. And, and this absolutely. So absolutely. So the story keeps. So I, I, these it, stories it just feels like it needs to be taken out of their hands. In. Like yeah. it's just, it's like they can't like and Brandon B like listen and I don't know Brandon B and I know Sean McDermott a little bit but like I don't doubt that they're good people trying their best but your best ain't good enough your best ain't good enough and, the, and none of you that goes for all of you you're right your football people your general managers your coaches this you this is above your pay grade so it needs to be taken out of their hands so that nobody else can make the determination on keep we're gonna keep this in house we're gonna handle this we're gonna conduct a thorough investigation you are not qualified to quantify what constitutes a thorough investigation right. it should no longer be yours and secondly and we'll go, we'll, let's go play the music Gary because we got to talk to Charles Robinson on the other side of this break but I'll just say this last thing and it, and it's kind of a moot point now that he's been released but the idea that he is not subject to NFL discipline because the alleged behavior preceded his time in the NFL. Not a fan of that. Because if, if something no. comes up in Michael Holly's past, NBC going to have something to say about it. Same for Michael That's Smith. Right. Same for all of us. Okay, I don't care That's what's right. collectively bargained. If you did, you can't avoid accountability just because it doesn't come to light later on. So that's another thing that needs to be reevaluated when it comes to this entire personal conduct policy and procedure and process Amen. is the idea that, oh, well, this preceded it. The, 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 hey, my name's Paul. That's between y'all. This happened before he got to the league. He's an NFL player. It affects you. So stand the Bills on. did yeah, what they had to do, but right. this could have been avoided and further investigated. I just wish, they, I wish, wish the NFL and its teams were proactive just once. Be proactive and not reactive. That's all I ask. Charles Robinson don't react after this. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I haven't been here that long, but his, uh, his investment into the team and the community, it didn't, it didn't take long to see the great work he did. And I mean, I, I didn't, didn't see a day that there wasn't a, a time that I ever saw him that he just didn't light up the room. Um, so. Like I just told the team, um, it's important uh, uh, for the for those who who loved him and were touched by him, and all all, all the members of our team to lean on each other. Um, and that's what we're going to try to do. That's uh. 
Dolphins coach Mike McDaniel uh, reflecting on the life and legacy and impact of Jason Jenkins, the Dolphins senior vice president of communications and community affairs. Passed away at age 47, uh, leaves behind a wife and three kids, um, and just an incredible uh, reputation. Uh, that Charles, I know you, you know you interacted with Jason quite a bit. I met him when he was with the 49ers for the first time. Is when we first yep. interacted. I just remember his smile more than anything. He was always so pleasant, so nice, so professional, so good to work with. Um, Charles, we started off the show kind of laughing about um, Tom Brady's remark about being 45 and having a lot of stuff going on. We're all at that age, man, where it feels like we're losing people still too young and too soon, 47, but like we're losing more and more people. And like, this is just such a good dude. And the entire league is rocked. It feels like by the loss of Jake and Jenkins, Jason Jenkins, excuse me. Yeah. I mean, I, it was, uh, I, I met Jason when he was with the 49ers years and years ago, same as you. And then, you know, obviously he transitioned over to the, to the dolphins. And I, I don't remember ever seeing him angry. I never, I mean, you know, I'm sure I wrote critical things at times about the dolphins and, um, you know how it is, particularly when you deal with anyone who's, who's in communications with the teams, you know, you, at, yeah. at times you have to have tough conversations. I don't really ever remember that having to happen. Every time I, I'd be out at, whether it's an owner's meetings or the combine or whatever, you'd see him and, you know, you'd, you'd say hi and interact. And he was always, you know, he was just the greatest guy. And what was interesting to me was when the news, you know, came out, literally I'm texting with agents. I'm texting with like coaches, uh, front office people, like ev every single I'm texting, you know, the, the best of the best um, in, in the NFL and everyone had the same experience with him. And um, yeah, I mean, it was just, it's a, it's a, just, as you said, it's another stunner. I feel like this, this feels like it keeps on happening. I don't know if it's just because I feel like, man, I'm getting to an age where, mortality really starts to sink in and you know not in my 20s anymore and not in my 30s anymore and um but yeah this is this is a real bummer and and you know to see mike speak the way that he did i thought encapsulated the feelings of a lot of people yeah and hearing those words from uh, mike mcdaniel charles it occurred to me just just kind of listening and, and listening to and watching the impact uh, that Jason Jenkins had on people around him and around the NFL. Isn't this what people are talking about when they say good, good organizations? They're not necessarily talking about players. I, I think we all, because we love football so much, we're all thinking about, hey, a good organization is, uh, you know, a good owner and a good roster. Yeah, I mean, that's part of it. But there are so many people like this behind the scenes that yeah. players and coaches recognize that's that point. We, we don't always – we don't always value like we should. And and one of those things too is I, I it's remarkable when you see individuals like Jason span a number of different regime changes, front office mm -hmm. changes, head coaching changes. Often when there's a change like that, you know, the first question that, you know, when you have conversations, particularly with anybody who's on the PR side of NFL teams, is they start to wonder, like, okay, well, is this person gonna want to bring in someone else? And it's the ones that stick, you know, for a long period of time with a single organization, as he did with the Dolphins for many, many years, um, through a, a multitude of changes. And that tells you something, you know, that tells that should tell people something without having to be in our seat and know him personally. Um, the people who tend to stick 
who are the glue behind the scenes like that, it, it shows that they're they're probably someone who not only affects the people around them, but affects the situation for the team without being seen. Just a really, really uh, good man was uh, excellent as you as you just stated, Charles, at his job, and anybody that encountered him knew that. Uh, but you know, our thoughts and prayers and our heart goes out to uh, to his wife and three children. I mean. You know, I got a wife and three kids. Mike's got a wife and three kids. We're in, all in the same age group. It's just devastating. Um, making the uh, the hard turn. Um, you know, the the Bills uh, have a have a public relations uh, crisis on their hands of sorts. What Charles is going to be the fallout uh, from the Matt Ariza situation? It just doesn't feel like it's going to be as neat, clean, and easy as we've released him and we're moving on. There's still a lot of questions to be answered on the part of Bill's brass, isn't there? Yeah, because there hasn't been a real description of um, the amount of time. There was clearly a, a time gap that passed when they first initially heard about what these allegations were, and then ultimately the filing of the civil suit. It's clear that they knew prior to the filing of that civil suit that um, allegations were being made against him, and um Yet they, you know, they made a move. They made a move. They cut a punter, you know, to keep him, uh, you know, essentially made a choice moving forward that he was going to be on their roster. And it wasn't until, yeah, and and it wasn't until the the lawsuit was filed and then um, details started to come out. And I I still think it was reactionary. I still think it wasn't until everyone, you know, we we just went through this with Deshaun Robinson, Deshaun Watson, where Sue L. Robinson, the arbitrator, the first arbitrator in that case said, the league is a reactive league. Um, they they are, you know, forward facing, but not forward looking. You know, they're not, you know, they they react too much, and, and we see it. It's not just the NFL's, you know, it's not just Park Avenue. It's the teams themselves often find themselves in spaces to react to this um, type of thing. So yeah, I think there's going to be questions about what what was told to you that made you feel like okay this is this is something that um you know we're going to stick by him and i thought it was interesting when brandon bean was talking about the decision the process when he was cut um one of the things that he said is that you know he said i'm just a gm he pointed at sean mcdermott he said sean's just a coach you know um there are a lot of different versions of this story and he basically said we don't have the ability to to find out what is the correct version Honestly, if it, that, that didn't change, it didn't change from the moment you were told um, initially, right. and then it didn't change when you released them. It was the same throughout. So why would it's you still not have an made accusation? That? Yeah, right. It's still it's just in lawsuit form. Right. It's the it's same. Still, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's so, I, I, if there's fallout, just to sort of answer that question, I, I wonder, and you brought it up, but it is something that's collectively bargained. I do wonder if there's going to be a look at some point about um, whether or not the league itself, the league office can, can step in and hold someone accountable for, you know, this idea that while it happened in, you know, October, 2021, he wasn't on NFL roster at that point. He wasn't drafted. He wasn't, as you said, in most corporations, in most jobs, you can be impacted by past behavior, regardless of whether or not you were working um, in that capacity at the time that, you know, something might have happened. So it, 
it's not something I think the union would give up very easily, but I would be surprised if if that's not something that it, at least starts a conversation. Charles, I'm wondering if uh, any of your sources have uh, reached out to you and said, mm, I don't know. Uh, we had some questions, maybe not with the details that we have now, but we had some right. questions about the kid. That's why he went in the sixth round and not the third or fourth. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to get too deep. Like, I have not, I will put it to you this way. I have not had an organization tell me they knew this, okay? Um, but when this initially came out, um, yeah, there was a, there were a few conversations with um, individuals and other teams that said, you know, we weren't interested. We felt like there were some red flags around him, but they, they were very specific in saying, we did not know this specific um, red flag existed, um, but they also would not provide exactly what it was that had um, taken them, taken him off their board. And as you said, he went in the sixth round and that was a surprise. Greatest, like he was someone right. greatest punter in college football history. You know? Yeah. And you know, it was funny because when it happened, what, what you heard is like, well, his style of punting, you know, you want someone who can do this or do that. There's certain, you know, he's got a powerful leg, but it's, oh, it's directional or this or that. And there was all these football reasons for, for it taking place. And then obviously this, this comes out yeah. and then, oh, well, maybe it wasn't football reasons. Other teams are now saying right. that there were, there were other things surrounding him that made them concerned. And will we ever truly know without an investigation into the investigation, will we ever truly know who knew what and when? We got about a minute left here. Speaking of uh, union league collectively bargained issues, I'm not not sure if this is collectively bargained or not. You would probably know better than me, but typically the league defers to teams when it comes to discipline for behavior in practices or joint practices, the case may be. I was told on Thursday night that there were discussions at the highest levels of the league office whether or not that jurisdiction does or should, uh, their jurisdiction does or should, uh, include joint practices in the aftermath of the Bengals Rams fight and specifically Aaron Donald's behavior. Is it just, are they going to leave it there with the Rams is in house? We're going to handle it. Or is the league keeping a close eye on this? If not going to render some sort of discipline, uh, when it comes to uh, the Rams and Aaron Donald, it's collectively bargained. Uh, as far as I know, everyone that I spoke to, the league does not have the jurisdiction to step in. The reason why it's always been left up to teams is because it's been collectively bargained that way. Now, that does not mean that there couldn't be um, a conversation about that in the future. And I expect, look, there's going to be the fall league meetings. If I attend those league meetings, and I would assume anyone else who attends those league meetings, when when Roger Goodell um, has an opportunity to speak with reporters, I would ask, why um, are you comfortable with what you saw in terms of Aaron Donald hitting someone with a helmet? And do you feel like, why is that legislated inside of a game, but not inside of a practice, particularly given that we've seen the Rams aren't going to take any action here, which I would expect, of course not. They're not taking their, their best player off the football field. All right, brother. Uh, we appreciate you. Thank you, Charles. Always. All right, guys. All right, Charles. Am I, oh, by the way, hey. what number am I, is my pick? We drafted next Sunday night. What, where am I picking? Do, I, do we know yet? I don't know. I haven't, gotten, I haven't gotten the package yet from you, so that, that'll affect your... <laughs> you haven't gotten the what from me? I need to get it. I need to get paid. I need to come off. <laughs> I gave you. I paid you. I paid you already. I was the uh, first one. I did pay no, you. you. You paid me the dues. You didn't pay me the... The juice. <laughs> he wanted juice oh, pick. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, I didn't know. I didn't know that's how we were rolling. League fees. <laughs> League fees right there. League fees. 
You can't get into the league without paying the expansion fee. That's right. It needs to be a little extra. Some cream, right? Okay. Oh, oh, that's why. So is that why I always end up at the bottom? Because I thought we were just randomly drafted order. I didn't know it was like some under the table stuff going on. You came through Houston. You came through Houston. You could have treated me to an NBC dinner or something. I tried (laughs) it. An Amazon dinner. An Amazon dinner. Charles. Charles. You were the first person I called when I was coming to Houston. Come on now. That that, that Amazon money. That's right. (laughs) The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Talk about being 43 with stuff going wow. on. My 10 year old wow. started fifth grade today, dude. Fifth grade. Look so I got a junior that. in high school, about to be a freshman in high school, and a fifth grader. Okay? Look, I'm, a, I'm a mess look right at the, now. I'm a mess. Look at the fit. Look at the fit. She, she a, fast, a I fashionista. Love it. She did that all herself, man. Bro, I, I, was, I was crying my eyes out at my baby For girl. Real? When, when did your kids start school? When do they start school? After Labor Day. Oh, okay. I might be crying too. All right, man, I see. All right. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.